Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Praise the Lord. If you've got your Bible with you this morning, I want you to turn with me to uh, the book of Corinthians and uh, join me there, uh, chapter 11. And I know which one you want is the second Corinthians, chapter 11, and hold your spot there and also turn just a page over in your Bible. If it's a good Bible, it'll be on the same page, okay? But chapters 11 and 12, and we're going to look at some things here this morning. So I want to ask you, how many of you who's got issues? Right? Right? Absolutely. Let's not even try to pretend this morning. We've all got them. And last week we launched into a series of messages that we've entitled, I've Got Issues. And if you're here this morning, you're finding yourself in the second of three. And uh, last week we spoke about how that uh, the issues that we face uh, related to our past will often haunt us and bother us. And how many of you know that the devil will heap every disappointment and struggle from the past on your shoulders if you'll let him? He will fish up anything that looks like failure and throw it in your face and remind you of it over and over and over again. But how many of you know as well that the devil is a liar? He is a liar and we've got to be intentional about walking in the truth of who God has said we are and not what the devil accuses us of being. How many of you know also that if the devil can't get you down about your past, he'll drive you half crazy concerning your present circumstances, things that you're going through right now, things that are bothering you, things that are weighing on your heart and on your mind, and and he will just weigh you down with those things. Sometimes I find myself in situations in life, seasons in life, or in a particular situation wherein I have issues with the things that I'm facing right now. How many of you are like that? You've got issues with some of the things that you're up against right now. Hard as you may try, it just doesn't seem like anything's going right. You know, uh, to, today we're going to take a look at what to do in times like these. And um, as we said, we've got issues with the struggles and the strains of life, the things that we're facing right now. I want to ask you this. Oh, let me tell you how I feel, and you can see if you identify with it or not. But sometimes life begins to happen, and life begins to happen at such a fast and a furied pace, and it, it just seems like when things start going wrong, it just seems like it kind of snowballs sometimes, and it's, it's one thing on top of the next, on top of the next, on top of the next, and regardless of what you do in response or reaction to the things that are happening around you, it always seems like it's wrong. You ever, you ever wish sometimes that life came with a pause button? That, you know, the stuff is going down. And, you know, you're just like, you've made a few bad reactions or responses and those things didn't work out as you anticipated. But you could just, you could hit that pause button and you could just grab a seat for a minute. The world would stop and you could just sit down and you could contemplate. And say, hmm, I wonder what I should do next. 
And just really have time to think that thing through and really, really assess the situation because sometimes life can happen in such interesting ways and at such furious paces that it almost will paralyze us moving forward. We're afraid to do anything because we've done it wrong so many times and you're afraid to make any move because it seems like every move you've been making is the wrong one. It seems that life has its way sometimes of beating us up, or so it seems in our minds at least. Sometimes you have those days when Mr. Murphy pays you a visit. Any of you ever been visited by Mr. Murphy? You all, you all know Mr. Murphy. He's got a law, and his law says if it can go wrong, it probably will. And sometimes Mr. Murphy comes for a visit, and it just seems like, you know, we, we could be just standing around singing the hee-haw song all day. You know, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Because Mr. Murphy has come. Sometimes we, we think that Mr. Murphy is not only visited for a day, but maybe he's taken up residence in the spare bedroom. And those days turn into seasons, and it just seems like everything's going wrong. Nothing's working out as it should. And here's the thing. When we find ourselves in those seasons of life, in those times of life, it is in those times like no other time. It's in those times when we're not delivered out of the fire of adversity, but we're left there to feel the heat of our trial. It's in those times when we're permitted, we're not delivered from the lion's den, but we're permitted to pass through and we feel the breath of the lion on the back of our necks. It's in those moments when it feels like that there's an army at our backs and an impassable sea before us and one is seeking to destroy us and the other waiting to mercilessly swallow us up. It's in those moments that it, more than at any other time that we begin to question and say, God, where are you in all of this? How many of you have ever lived through seasons in lifetimes, things, circumstances, and you're just like, God, what is going on? What is happening? This doesn't make any sense. Where are you, Lord? You may say, oh, no, Pastor, I, I never feel that way. I stand on the word of the Lord that says, I will never leave nor forsake you. I stand on that word that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no, 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 pastor. I would never question God that way. Well, God bless you and just hang on a minute while I talk to the rest of the mortals in the room. <laughs> if you've ever been guilty in moments like this, if you've ever felt guilty in moments like this because you begin to question where is God in all of this and does he know what I'm going through? Does he care about my need or can he do anything about it? I want you to remember that there was once a man who got so overtaken in his present circumstances that he cried out a familiar phrase and you'll remember it yourself once I say it and he was there and he was hanging on a cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? See, that word says that Jesus was tempted in all points like as we are. He knows what it's like to walk through dark and lonely places where you question the very existence of God and you question does he care about you and does he love you and is he concerned about what's going on in your life. 
Because we all have issues sometimes with our present circumstances. And it's, and it's in the right here and the right now. It's not yesterday because no, so many times once we get through the valley, we can stand up on the mountaintop and look back down at the garbage we were going through and we can see what God was doing in retrospect. But it's the right now when the battle is the fiercest, when the, when the trials are the hottest that we really question and say, God, what's going on? What's happening? I want to tell you folks that the walk of faith will often lead you down some roads where you don't always know what's going on. You don't fully understand why things are being permitted into your life. You don't fully understand the trial that you're facing and to be quite frank about it, you don't really like it at all. Can I tell you what faith is? Sometimes we look at people of faith and we see them, we see this persona and it's just the person that's always speaking things of faith and it looks like they just live in the cloud and walk on the mountaintop all the time. Can I tell you that's not real faith? Let me tell you what faith is today. Faith is not seeing the hand of God. Faith is not understanding the heart of God in every little thing. But faith is not knowing and not understanding, but loving and obeying and trusting anyway. I see I've stood behind this pulpit and many others when times when I didn't feel like it. I've declared faith to others many times when it felt like my capacity to receive a miracle was depleted. I've spoken of faith many times when the circumstances around me testified against everything I was saying. And can I encourage you today, church, that some of your greatest steps of faith didn't come when you understood and appreciated everything that was going on around you and you were shouting, yes, Lord. Some of your greatest steps of faith came when you didn't understand it and maybe you didn't even like it, but you stood there and you stood firm and you said, yea, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. That's what real faith is. That's what real faith looks like. When the adversary is coming against you guns blazing and you don't understand it and you don't like it and it's uncomfortable and it's dark and you can't see what's going on. But you say, here I will stand by the help and the strength of Almighty God. I will not go down. I will not back up. I will not recant. I will put my trust in him. See, it's in the dark night of suffering sometimes that God does the most beautiful works in our lives. The only issue with that is when we fall into the dark night of suffering, we don't care what God's doing in our lives. We just want out. We don't care sometimes what God's changing in us. We just need him to change things around us. We're, we're there saying, God, I appreciate it and all, but if there's any other way, Couldn't you just give me some patience without the trial? Couldn't you just give me some spiritual backbone and fortitude without the weight of testing? Amen. God's trying to speak to us right now. I'm going to tell all of you, if your phone rings in here, I'm picking on you. That's just the way it goes, okay? All right, I've got the microphone, and I'm going to make fun of you. All right. 
Whoo, glory. In those dark night seasons, we're passing through that trial. God's working something in us. We don't even care what God's doing, and we just want out. But can I tell you something? I don't know what God's doing in you right now with the thing that you're passing through. I don't know if he's trying to work out some patience in you. I don't know if he's trying to, to work some kind of spiritual fortitude into you. But this is what I can tell you. That the night season doesn't last forever and joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You let God have his work in your life. You trust him and you stand firm on his word. And you let him see you through. You see, you may be going through some struggles right now. We have a great struggle in our world today in the area of relationships. And perhaps that's one of those places where you're grappling with some issues. Somebody's hurt you. Somebody's betrayed you. Somebody's cheated you. Perhaps you're struggling today financially and you're wondering when there's going to be a breakthrough. And you're just you're sitting down with the money on this side and the bills on that side. And you're saying, God, where are you in this circumstance right now? It may be that you're struggling physically or mentally, emotionally, even spiritually with some things going on. And you too are crying and saying, God, where are you in this? Where are you at, Lord? You may be struggling at your job right now. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're willing to listen, the world is willing to offer you some solutions to the problems that you face. Oh, I want to tell you, for every problem that you face, the world has an answer, albeit a counterfeit. It has an answer. The issue with the, with the answers that the world supplies is that they usually only serve to, to make the problem greater than where you started. And you're struggling financially this morning. There's somebody on the TV that'll tell you if you'll call 1-888-so-and-so, whatever, you can, you can send them $95 that you didn't have to get a part of their program. And after you make it through the first step, you'll find out that you didn't have enough more money to go through the second and third and fourth successive steps. So what you wind up doing is spending more money on a program that you're never going to see a dime back out of, and it only made your problem worse. I want to tell you something. If you're struggling that way this morning, I can tell you how, where it starts. The book of Malachi says, bring the tithe into the storehouse. And see, try me therewith and see, will I not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you not be able to contain? You, you say, Pastor, I ain't got it. I'm going to tell you, you ain't got it for the 99.95 get rich quick scheme either. Well, the world says, hey, you need a little escape. You need to pull away. Here's, 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 some, here's some drugs. Here's some alcohol, whatever the case is. And we all know how that goes. The thing that you were using to be your escape then becomes your own prison. And you're worse off than where you started. You see, what I'm trying to tell you today is that when going through things in life, there's going to be a lot of solutions offered to us. But God has given us a solution. God has given us a solution. We've celebrated it all this morning. His name is Jesus. It's the finished work of Calvary. It's a resurrected King of kings and Lord of lords. It is a grace that is sufficient. It is a, it is a, it is a power that is working effectively in us to see us through the storms of life. 
I want to tell you about my friend. He's in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and he writes about some terrible, terrible testings in his own life. He was writing about the present circumstances of things that he was going through. And in a summary of his life experiences, he wrote these words. Now, I want to remind you that this is not an all-inclusive list of things that he faced. Okay? But he begins in verse 23 and he says this, I have worked much harder. Been in prison more frequently. Been where? What? In prison more frequently. Okay. Been flogged more severely. Been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. That's pretty rough. And again, I remind you, this is not an all-inclusive list. This is not the sum total of this life's man or the terrible pressing circumstances that he had that often surrounded his life. And then I would add this reminder to you that this is not what this man suffered for the sake of his own life, but it's what he suffered because he was willing to be a preacher of the gospel. He's got issues. Some of you are beginning to feel better about your own status in life right now. Just from reading his little testimony. You're thinking, wow, I ain't got it so bad after all. I mean, you thought you were about to lose your mind, but how can one guy stand to deal with all these things? And as I said, that's not even a complete list. At one point, he says, I was given a thorn in the flesh. A thorn in the flesh. A messenger from Satan sent to trouble him and to weary him. He was given that thorn in the flesh and he began to cry. He began to cry like we cry. And he said, God, would you take it from me? God, change it. Change this circumstance. Change this circumstance. And the answer of the Lord came back to him, chapter 12, verse 9. And Jesus says to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. Can I tell you sometimes, church, that he'll steal the storm? But sometimes he steals his child in the midst of the storm. Can I tell you sometimes he'll move the mountain and sometimes he just gives you the strength to climb. Sometimes he takes away that thing that's challenging your faith and sometimes he gives you the greater measure of faith to keep moving on. I want to close with this little illustration. How many of you got some things you'd like to just shake free of? Just 
You got some stuff you'd like to shake loose out of your life. Hmm? Hmm. Why don't you just look at your neighbor right now and tell him, say, I'm, I'm fixing to shake it off. I'm fixing to shake it off. It was once an old farmer. He had an old dry well out on his property. And one day his old mule went missing. His donkey, I'm sorry. And he finally heard that old donkey braying and hawing and screaming and he went, looked all around the farm and he finally found that donkey down in the bottom of that old dry well. And he stood there and he looked at that miserable animal down there crying and wailing and carrying on. And he thought to himself, what in the world am I going to do? And then he finally walked through a series of reasoning and he said, well, that donkey is old and this well is dry. So I think the best thing for me to do right now is to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to fill in this old dry well and bury that donkey all at the same time. So this animal's down. He's down in the well, but he's alive. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some stuff, but I'm still alive. So he went over to his friends and neighbors. He said, friends and neighbors, I've got a proposal for you. He said, I've got, a, I've got an old dry well on my property, and it's quite the liability. You see, some of my livestock now is at the bottom of that well. It's a hazard for my livestock, for your livestock, for my children, for your children. Anybody could fall in that well. It poses a terrible hazard. I propose that if you'd come and help me, we can fill this well in in just a few minutes and we'll, we'll take care of my problem and, and we'll solve this liability for all of us. So his friends and neighbors came. They all brought a shovel and, and they gathered around that well and they began to shovel that dirt. Brian, they were going to bury they were going to bury that donkey alive in the bottom of that well. And they began to shovel spade after spade of dirt. And as that dirt began to fall uh, down there on that pitiful animal, he began to cry all the more and he cried all the more. And they just kept shoveling dirt and shoveling dirt and shoveling dirt. How many of you ever just feel like some stuff's being thrown on you? And they began to they just kept shoveling dirt. After a while, that donkey got quiet. The old farmer eased to the edge over there to see what's going on. And what had happened was that that donkey discovered that every time a spade full of that dirt hit his back, y'all didn't know I could do that. Every time a spade full of that dirt hit that donkey's back, he, just, he shook it off and he stepped up. And he shook it off and he stepped up and they kept shoveling and he kept shaking it off and stepping up I want to tell you something that that thing that you're facing right now that thing that you're going through it can either be a burden on your back or it can be a stepping stone under your feet that's going to take you to the next place you hear what I'm saying to you 
So they shoveled that dirt on that donkey and he just shook it off and he stepped up. And after a little while, they kept shoveling dirt. That donkey kept shaking and stepping off. And after a while, he stepped right up out of that well and run off to free. I'm telling you that if you'll start shaking off the stuff that the devil's trying to put on you and keep stepping up and let it lead you to a greater place of faith, one day you're going to run out in freedom and you're going to be singing, I want to sing louder than ever before. I want to shout. I want to dance wilder than ever before. Mm. I want to tell you this morning you may be down in a well but the answer to you getting out is not to stand there under the weight of that load and say look at me and how strong I am but it's to admit that frailty submit that frailty to the all-sufficient grace and the power of Almighty God because His strength is made perfect in our weakness. See, our problem is so many times we just want to stand and put on the strong face and act like we got it under control and we can handle it. And we're standing down in the bottom of the well with our back's about to break because we can't hardly take no more. We go to work on Monday morning. We tell our friends what a rotten, terrible weekend we had, how bad life is. We can't hardly take it anymore. We don't know how much more we can take. And the problem is we weren't made to take it anyway, but we were made to bring our weaknesses before him and find a perfect strength. And then in the grace and the humility offered by God, we stand up in his power. We shake it off and we step up by faith and we step up by faith and we step up by faith until one day we lose and we're free we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today if you would like more information about faith assembly please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org thanks again for joining us and we hope you have a blessed day